everybody. Welcome to the Judge Philip and Leroy Judgmental Podcast. See, I messed up. I messed up. I don't know if I got it right uh, uh, last week. <laughs> I think you. No, I think you got it right. I see. I forgot. Yeah. All right. So we talking about last week now. So how did you like the podcast? From yeah, she got stories for Shantae. Yeah, she got stories. She got stories for days. Cause I'm like, cause he, the 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 CD, <laughs> he's talking about the CD thing. Uh, right. The guy who was she, I forgot she met him at a bar, right? No, she went to the bar and got a drink and sat outside. They met outside. Oh, and then he came up with the CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember you asked me that. I was like, for, for like. For what she said, I mean, there are places where people still sell CDs in certain spots. Because, I mean, the last time I was in Wilmington, somebody tried to sell me a CD in Walmart <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah, not for real. They do that. Did you laugh at him? That was no. That was in that was in North Carolina though. So what she said, she was like in the country, you know, like way down and where they got towns, not cities. Sometimes people still do that, but. Uh, Man, you're not supposed to take nobody's CD. Because <laughs> I guess she was like, oh, I'm trying to support him. I'm like, he can support himself by, like, learning how to use SoundCloud or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, here's my link to SoundCloud. Here's my card with my link to SoundCloud. If you like it, you know, uh, give me a review or something like that. And then, yeah, then, and then the it, whole... It, 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 I was going to say the whole trip after that... No, no, they ain't. it's not about the trip. It's about you just met the guy. He got to use the bathroom. You take him to your house so he can take a piss. House, <laughs> yeah. You downtown. You could have pissed Which, somewhere else. Yeah, that, I that mean, even as a go ahead. like me, even as a dude, like to meet someone for the flight. Yeah, it'd be it's awkward to. Like as a man in general, if a woman invited me to, to I gotta use the bathroom. I, I nah. I mean, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. He yeah, knows where you live at, right? So why would you want to? Yeah, right. I, I, it's one of the greatest mysteries in life. One of the great. I, I don't know how. But it, you, but it, it made it, a good story though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, was was it the woman? She said she was like she ain't even trying to help her or nothing. Was that it? Right. Well, well, here's the thing. The thing with me is okay. He did that and all that stuff. Y'all going to the hotel? I would have took my purse and all my belongings out the car. And if the lady didn't want to help mm-hmm. me, I could just like ran in the hotel room or do something or lock myself in the bathroom. Hmm. Yeah, like yeah. help somebody's here i got all my stuff this guy right here is trying to get me yeah exactly. right so uh, i don't know but like all the all the stuff that she didn't do made the story that much more interesting though <laughs> i mean i did feel because i was it was I, I had anxiety listening to her story though i was like man like how are you gonna get out of this you know <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> What what I'm thinking is that I'm a uh, maybe like well not next week because uh, everything go right we might have a we might have an outside interview next week so um, oh that's cool 
I'm I'm thinking about maybe I can get you uh, and everybody else send me questions, text it, Instagram it, uh, mm-hmm. tweet. Send send me questions and I can ask her the questions and see uh, her reply. Because a lot of people are saying, well, why she didn't do this and why she didn't do that? So I'm going to say, well, look, if you want to know why she didn't do it, email me, text me, uh, uh, Instagram, Instagram me a question that I asked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you yeah. should. That's a good idea because that, yeah, that's not an everyday story. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of uh, the South, your your people's in South Florida. <laughs> the neighbors are fed up during these parties during pandemic. They can't stop partying. Well, yeah. Oh. Well, besides that one, I heard that they were doing. Um, I don't know if it was a rumor, but there was something about how uh, these younger people were having these parties, and uh, it was like, who's going to catch the corona? Yeah. It was like they they would bet money on who would catch the virus or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's one of the he, stories I heard. Here's a video clip of the, uh, <laughs> the people in South Florida, the pandemic party house. Hey, turn the music down. This is unacceptable. That's why we're clearing up and closing down the party, sir. They turned this house into a nightclub. Amount of people that you are in the backyard is it's it's like being on south beach last weekend there was over 150 people i sent you the videos this is not south beach neighbors say since the pandemic started there have been parties at this mansion on 89th street in northeast miami-dade county nice house this house had buses two weeks ago coming in buses buses at 10 to 1 in the morning i called the police there's a bouncer that stands at the door sometimes at parties and he has to charge them. <laughs> then about two o'clock in the morning, they start up the Lamborghinis, which there's usually six or seven of them here, and they race them. The wild parties spill out into the street, but neighbors say what they have seen behind the walls is especially scandalous. My bedroom doors open to their, just almost above their pools. I've seen porno shot there you love every minute i've seen just regular parties where you know no one wears anything and there's something very interesting about this two million dollar house according to property records it's owned by an llc we dug deeper and found that the llc is owned by a miami-dade police officer and a retired miami-dade officer uh he loved every minute of it (laughs) i want to know how much the bouncer got paid Right. Oh, and they got him. They show him pictures of him too, standing outside, uh, standing outside in front of the house, letting people in. <laughs> Real. Yeah. How much did he get paid for that? Like, how did they, how did they set that up? I can't believe that there's pornos out, <laughs> out in the pool. Okay, like you weren't looking. That's your wife was complaining about that one. <laughs> 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 all right that's so. crazy like mm-hmm. i want to know like how did they get the word out i i guess through instagram or something like social media and what are you going to continue with this story or are you going to switch over to something else no go ahead and continue because i was going to ask like I'm, I'm not sure if you were going to talk about this but didn't they say that the house was owned by police officers or something yes they said it in a, a piece that we just played Oh, they did. Yeah, they just, they just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
how? Like, if it's owned by police officers, how? Uh, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, how does that? How does that so work? It's a, it's it's a LLC, and it's owned by mm-hmm. Miami Dade police officer and a retired Miami Dade officer. Yeah. Oh, retired. Okay. See, that's the part I missed. Okay. Yeah. That makes, both, yeah. You can get away one, with that if you're retired. But one one is a current officer, though. Yeah. But I'm like, as long as one is retired, then you can get away with all that. Then. Mm-hmm. It goes to show you how, you know, police are working together, even if they're throwing parties and having pornos and mansions. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So we stand still staying down south. And uh, one of your favorite, uh, your favorite state, North Carolina, Asheville. What did you think about this um, reparations? It still sounds like a pipe dream. Yeah, because uh, like, I, the, the, I'm a, I, go ahead. We, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, you can go ahead. I'm gonna play the clip, and uh, this article here gets into like specifics. What is about? So uh, don't hold your breath, people that live in Asheville. <laughs> we have a motion and a second. Thank you. This is a movement that largely describes the treatment of Blacks in America for a sustained period of time. In my mind, this resolution is a first step in that it names the vast list of historical wrongs that have been um, perpetuated against the Black community up into this very day. It's a great buzzword. It made national news. How is this going to transpire and what is it going to, what's going to come of it? Is it going to be more lip service? Um, is it going to be something that just sounds great? Um, sounds great. Or is it going to be a real intentional um, action plan to do some real work to support the black community? What we're going to be looking at doing is, um, you know, using the power of government. What we can do, we can create policies, we can create programs, we can, we can fund things. Um, we can create structures uh, and systems. Asheville made a very, very profound step and um, pretty much put the country on notice. Now, um, what, what, it, what does it say? The city of Asheville, North Carolina, will provide funding to programs geared towards increasing home ownership and business and career opportunities for black residents and part of a reparation initiative. The measurement was unanimously approved by the Asheville City Council on Tuesday night, but it stopped short of stipulating direct payments, which are usually associated with reparations. (laughs) Good luck, Asheville. Good luck, black people, Asheville. Nothing gonna change. (laughs) One thing they said in there too, um, I remember reading, it said something of, they use minorities. They use the word minorities instead of black people in it too. There's a big mistake. Big mistake. That's not a mistake. That's on. That's yeah. That's a purpose. That's on purpose. So this 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 is the problem with that that whole reparation things anyway. Is that I I hate how they say the black community altogether like that too. When like the so-called black community, they don't even know what those reparations are going to work for. It's like if you if if you're really going to construct some sort of idea for reparations. Shouldn't you go to the people first and like have them plot and plan with what will help them the most in that community? Right. And then like have some sort of discourses to how you can, you know, come up with a solution that'll totally help that community. That's what's supposed to happen. 
Right. So, you, um, yeah, like like you said, in general, it's lip service, and it's another way to make Asheville feel good. I mean, Asheville's nothing but a hippie town, by the way. Asheville's hmm. a pretty uh, nice-sized hippie town. Okay, so that's why they, they uh, had this reparation bill. I mean, they. I. I think they're more. Uh, yeah, they're more left leaning. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. like you said, if they would have asked the people there, or uh, had a, a, a town hall meeting or whatever about what you wanted, yeah, preparation. The first thing people want to say is money, and you know they're not going to do that. So, like you pretty much just said, this is all bullshit anyway. And if they use that minority thing, you know that you definitely that's definitely bullshit there. Yeah, and second of all, what they said was too broad. There's nothing specific about it. Right. Just right. like the guy said in the clip, they use a lot of buzzwords for it, but there's nothing concrete, and that's what you need for a situation like that. You need a concrete plan that's detailed for the people so they know what's happening. And they should be involved in it too, by the way. They should right. totally be involved in it. They should be the main people calling the shots. Right. So um, you you normally teach from home or are you just doing it now because of the coronavirus? I'm just doing it now because of the coronavirus. OK, so how do you feel if let's just say you go back to school and you go back to teach in September of uh, first first week of September? Are you comfortable no. Okay, so uh, me personally, me personally, I'm not comfortable. I mean, you know, people got different opinions, but no, I'm not comfortable. Okay, so we have uh, these states in the United States. They're making plans on how to how to uh, send kids to school. Do they go every week? Do they do they go every day? Do they go two days out the week? And do they have internet access for home and all that type of stuff? But in Detroit. And you know what Detroit means? <laughs> Detroit is yeah, cold work. You know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, they, they already in school. Uh, uh, July the what sixteenth? I think they started. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they started last week. They it's in uh, uh, summer school classes. Yeah, uh, summer school classes. So here you go. Turn to the classroom today, despite worries about the virus and despite protesters who blocked their school buses. Detroit Public Schools reopened to help kids catch up. However, protesters took a stand, arguing it's simply too soon. 7 Eyes News reporter Jennifer Ann Wilson is live. And Jennifer Ann, how did this actually impact the first day of summer school? Well, at this point, I still haven't received exact numbers and how many students were expected to ride the bus. But for a little perspective, the school district had told us previously that 4,000 kids in total were signed up for summer school. Half of that, about 2,000, were signed up for in-person summer school classes. And Superintendent Nikolai Vidi tweeted that 500 of those students showed up for in-person classes today. And then he tweeted a response to the protesters. Former teachers, parents of former students, and concerned citizens took a stand this morning preventing buses from leaving to take kids to school. Superintendent Nikolai Beatty tweeted, Last night and this morning I reflected and prayed on the balance between the concerns of protesters and the needs of our children and families. This is hard. When I visited schools this morning, I knew we were doing the right thing for our children. 
He posted pictures of students socially distanced at desks in classrooms, appearing to be wearing masks. The teacher also wearing a mask. Vidi saying they're following the protocol for this stage in the pandemic and students need to be prepared for the fall. Protesters at the school bus depot this morning made it clear they feel it's just too early to open schools and they fear COVID-19 could surge. Detroit children cannot be used as guinea pigs to find out what do you happen when you start in school classes. It's unacceptable. A couple hundred out of the 4,000 Detroit teachers said they feel comfortable teaching in the classroom with certain precautions. I asked the president of the teachers union his thoughts about this morning's protest. I think what you see in terms of the protest is our response to community not being involved. Assistant Superintendent Crystal Wilson tells me they had multiple engagement sessions inviting teachers, parents and students the reopening plan for most school districts is aimed at the fall. She says Detroit's reopening plan has always reflected an intent to open in the summer. And I do understand that 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 parents and, and students and students have to be serviced. Uh, but I would like to see more of an emphasis placed on strengthening the district's distance learning program. Once the protesters left this afternoon, the buses began to leave too. The district says they plan on using those buses to pick up students tomorrow for the second day of summer school. And when it comes to those virtual summer school classes and even virtual classes for the fall, a woman from... Now, <laughs> bars is not open all the way fully, but yet our kids can still go to school. And this is... It's the thing with children is uh, they're talking about socially distant, distancing, sorry. They're talking about socially distancing, but kids are going to be kids. Right. And they saw... There's no way you can totally keep them separated like that. So go ahead, sorry. They, they showed the picture of them like uh, separated, sitting at the desk with all a mask on. Now, do you actually think a kid is going to sit in class all day with a mask on? They got to change. They got to change classes. They got to get up and go to the bathroom. They have to do all sorts of stuff. Kids are going to play with each other. They do silly stuff. So, right. You know, there's no way there's no way to regulate. To, you can't even like you can't even stop children from from talking in class. <laughs> what makes you think you can stop them from mingling with each other in between classes like that? Mm -hmm. So when are you comfortable uh, going in class? I don't know. I mean, it's it's this is why this country is going to hell in a handbasket, man, because we can't agree on anything. Nope. Well, we well, can't, we can't well, agree on anything. Well, you, you got to give you kind of. So I see your point, but you got to give them a pass. But because this is kind of un, unprecedented. So there was no rules of how, what to follow and everything. So everything is pretty much trial by error. Yeah, I mean, this I totally agree with that. But I mean, as far as how, you know, Donald Trump is like, okay, well, you guys do what you do here. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, I know the, I, you can't expect stuff to be organized, but it should have been done better. Right. You know what I mean? At least we, at least it, it seems like there should be a majority vote of allowing people to go to work or to go to school and, and how we should go about doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, personally, I can't say when I'm going to be comfortable with that. Because, I mean, fortunately, I teach adults, so I don't have to deal with kids and stuff. Um, but uh, it's it's really difficult to say when when anybody will be comfortable with going back to work. Of course, 100% of us would be comfortable going back to work when this is all over with. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the moment, it's really hard to say because people need to go to work, but at the same time, they got kids. So, right. you know what I mean? There's so much going on to where there's no, there's no real concrete um, solution yet, I guess, because mm. everybody's going to have different opinions. And at this point, everyone's fending for themselves, at least in, in these the states and districts of the states and these cities. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I can't call it. So in in Philadelphia, they said that uh, the kids are going to be in class learning two days out the week, and the other three days is is mm-hmm. uh, distant learning. So what is mm-hmm. a parent to do? A single parent or or a husband and wife that works, who's going to watch these children three days out the week? That's what I'm talking about. So That's exactly then, what I'm talking about. Okay, so they distant learn and they still got to eat and all this stuff. They still got to eat lunch mm-hmm. and everything. So if I was a parent, I'd be like extremely worried. And this is even worse for the parents who are, uh, what do you call them? The ones, uh, I forget the phrase they call it, the necessity workers, what do they call it? Uh, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about now. Essential, essential workers. Essential, yeah, essential workers. That's even more difficult for uh, parents who are essential workers, you know? Right. And like, what in the world are these? Because you know what? As much as much as everybody, well, I can't say everybody, but you know, you know, TV, the media, whatever, we're applauding essential workers. It's like, yeah, but they're doing their job. But what can they do when they got a kid? Like you said, they're a single parent. They got to go to work every day, and now the system is telling telling them that their kids can only go to school twice a week, and you know, it's it's it's, it's it makes it makes things more difficult. Right. Well, we're going to go to Brooklyn and talk about this sweet, sweet lady, cop hater, Samantha Shader, who threw a cocktail, who threw a cocktail. I'm sorry. Who came, who drove up to Brooklyn, threw a cocktail bomb and blamed it on a black person, said a black person made her do it. Here's she the came beat. from the Catskills. <laughs> yes. Here we go. A woman from upstate and two other people from Brooklyn are now facing federal charges for Molotov cocktail attacks on the NYPD. 27-year-old Samantha Shader of the Catskills was charged with attempted murder and arson. She's accused of throwing a Molotov cocktail into a police van with four officers inside in Brooklyn on Friday night. <laughs> the officers were not hurt. During Friday's protest, police sprayed bystanders with tear gas and cell phone video captured a woman pushing to the ground by police. It's still not clear what led up to that incident. Police Commissioner Dermot Shea admitted to errors in judgment but defended how officers were deployed. We've had incidents of officers' teeth knocked out. It is very <laughs> difficult to practice de-escalation when you're having a brick thrown at you, at your head. Governor Cuomo announced an independent review agreed to by Mayor de Blasio will be conducted by State Attorney General Letitia James. A full review of both the protesters and the actions of police is expected in 30 days. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh... 
Shader, Shader admitted to throwing a Molotov cocktail, but claimed she was approached on the street and given a bottle by a black male who was in a group with other black male and a black woman. The papers say that's bullshit because what woman you know is going to be <laughs> going to be what black woman you know is going to be dealing with a damn Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah, that's not how we operate normally. She even described the, tr- the trio, saying the man who handed her the bottle was a thicker guy with hair and skinny dregs and different co- of different colors. The papers say <laughs> the other the the other man wore wore a hat, and the other woman was thin with poofy hair and a ponytail. Shader allegedly claims. <laughs> <laughs> So basically what she's saying, because you need to read this other part, it says Shader stated that the man who handed her the bottle told her that they were going to prove a point. And Shader stated she felt important at the time. She took the bottle because she was the only white person in the area. So she's kind of she's kind of saying that they bullied her somewhat to make her do it. Yes, because if she would have said no, I guess the white the black people would have beat her up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, want me to say, man? <laughs> Silence. There's nothing that know, can be said. She drove. I'm trying to look and see. Uh, did the guy tell on her? The um, I think he did because it, it said something about like yeah, it said something about he wrote a note or something, and he admitted that he wrote the note. Right. And it says something about having bottles or something like that. Mm-hmm. I found few more glass bottles than I thought I had, though still not many. The Socrates man wrote to the Shader sisters in a note found in a car. <laughs> the feds yeah. say... In a Why would you put a note in a car? <laughs> like, don't people use text messaging or, like, apps? I, I wish I had more, he wrote. Be safe, please, really. Good luck. Love, Tim. And Merriman's fingerprints are on the note, and he admitted it. <laughs> oh, he did tell on and then, he said, oh, Yeah, shit. yeah. And then it says, it says, like, they were putting anti-cop memes and insults on Facebook. Shader has posted that black people should be allowed to burn down the country they built for free. On May 27th, Amerman posted riots do work and called cops tax collectors with guns, wife beaters, and murderers. And then he said the night his whiskey bottle was allegedly tossed at the NYPD van, he boasted to another Facebook user that he contemplated joining in a ride to New York City to get saucy. That's what he said. He used the word saucy. All right. (laughs) He said, oh, shit. The FBI guys came to him and he said, oh, no, I'm telling everything I know. Yep. Well, I mean, he had to. He got, they got his DNA and stuff on the notes and whatnot. I mean, what can he do? Right. Proof positive, ladies and gentlemen. Never do shit with other people. You could have easily found bottles and made Molotov cocktails out of them. You didn't have to get him involved in it. Writing notes and shit. But you know the 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 worst the worst thing is is the the, the it's a trope. You know, oh, I got in trouble. Let me blame it on some black people. When this right. is for so-called Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. 
you know, <laughs> but you're going to ride, you're going to go all the way from the Catskills to Brooklyn just to bomb on the police with some Molotov cocktails, but then blame them on black people in general, but post all this, you know, cop hater, black people are allowed to do this stuff on your social media. I mean, that's people, I, it seems like people should have been wary of that when they started protesting anyway because like once i heard of the protest i knew stuff like this was going to happen right and the good thing was the good thing is that at least you know the the media and the news caught on to it though mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh see us at the phil believer judgmental podcast we like to uh, celebrate our young black entrepreneurs and it's some someone i didn't mention uh not not our our last podcast together, our our young brother Adrian Robinson, who uh, was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, selling Trump merchandise. He, he's completely full of shit. But here's the article. I mean, here's the video. Well, tonight a Trump T-shirt vendor is booted from his location where he set up this evening, but not before forming a lasting friendship. Channel's Bert Mummel live tonight at the BOK Center with all the details. Bert. Mark, it's a job that comes with both controversy and camaraderie. For Trump supporters, the T-shirt pop-up in the parking lot of Applebee's on Yale and 44 was like finding gold. I love Donald Trump. I'm going to the rally. I got a flag and got a hat. Of course, there were also people shouting obscenities about the president as they drove by, all of which is par for the course for Adrian Robinson. I just like how Trump is straightforward. Trump is for America. He's been he selling Trump items Trump. for years, following rallies around the country. His thoughts on Tulsa? Tulsa is, a, is an amazing place. Uh, I've never, I've, I've been doing rallies for many years, and this is, I've never seen the support that I've seen here. And that's he not just about service. Tulsa. I just love him pieces, man. For the past several days, Larry Lawmaster has been coming by every day to make sure Adrian feels welcome. I try to be humble, like, hey, you know, we're okay. I'm a big boy. I've, I've been doing this for a while. But he, he, he took on like a big brother role, and, and, and he's like, no, I got you. It's okay. I, I'll be there. I want to make sure that you're okay. Finding common ground at a time when so many of us are divided. This country needs to show more love than anything <laughs> neighborly. Before this story can end on a feel-good note, however, Adrian was approached by a man who said he was an official from Applebee's and that they had to leave. He told us there'd been complaints. The guy from Applebee's wants, us to li- wants them to leave. So. so Rhonda worked the phone trying to get a new spot for Adrian. Okay. Which lets us get back to our feel-good ending of unity in a time of division. For someone to bring their family to make sure that you're safe and while you're in, 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 in what they call home, that was amazing. Yeah, he's completely full of shit. That guy don't care nothing Why? about Trump. What'd you say? Why do you say that? Because he, out that? There, he getting his hustle on. And? They don't mean he don't, he don't have any feelings for Trump. I mean, shoot. He's a, he's a young black entrepreneur. He don't care about Trump. He don't care about them people in Oklahoma. All he care about is that green. <laughs> I don't know. He could be for Trump. <laughs> no, he not. He could oh, be. No. He might oh. be selling all that stuff and making money from it. Yeah. Oh, he's making money from it. That's what he wants. He's a hustler. He's our young black entrepreneurs. Yeah. We got we got to celebrate our young entrepreneurs. We can't uh, turn our back against them. Hey, all I'm saying is he could be for Trump too. 
No, he. I guarantee you, he. Like, I guarantee you, asked him more than the last time he voted. He probably don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but it don't mean he don't like Trump. No, that's what hustlers do. They just act like they do. Get your money, man. Uh, Get know. your money. Get your money, Mister Adrian Robinson. Get your money. Mm. Uh, us, us at the us at the Philip and Leroy Judgmental Podcast. We salute you. And what you think? Are you going to salute him? Cousin, cousin Jay, is cousin Jay going to salute the young man? What's he got to do with me? We salute. <laughs> he ain't got nothing to do with me. We salute our young. Ain't black got you don't salute. Hey, he ain't paying my rent. He's not paying my bills. He ain't doing mm-hmm. nothing for anybody. So hey, and he's. I he's mean, that's pilot. that's smart. You know what he's, though? It'd be cool though if like, no, nah, it'd be cool if he was like really selling all that merchandise but then was using that money for like something else that was totally against trump <laughs> probably yeah. like that would give me if we if we found out if we found out years later that like he accumulated all that money how how long did they say he was doing it uh he just said i've been to a he, few uh rallies he didn't it'd be say- funny if he was accumulating It'd be fun if he was accumulating all that money and then put it like in something else, like some sort of anti-Trump fund or something else, or like donated that that money to 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 Biden or somebody or something else that Trump hated. Like that'd be hilarious. Yep, he probably do. <laughs> so if he if he see if he does that, I would salute him for that because that's fun. That that is funny. <laughs> that right there is. <laughs> That's what he do. I'm telling you, he he ain't double the hustler. He ain't double hustling. Uh, <laughs> n- now, now we gonna go to your your hood, your old hood of Washington D.C. and your favorite football team, the Washington Redskins, in a sexual harassment uh, situation. H- here we go. <laughs> the new trouble for Washington's NFL team. Days after agreeing to change the team name under pressure. The team is now facing accusations of sexual harassment and verbal abuse. The Washington Post reporting that more than a dozen female former employees have accused executives and scouts of abusive behavior and say top executives and owners turned a blind eye. Here's ABC's Rachel Scott. Mm -hmm. Denied Washington, D.C.'s football team now facing allegations of sexual harassment and verbal abuse spanning more than a decade. Not only was I being hit on, but I also was being just berated and spoken down to, degraded on a daily basis. Emily Applegate is the only one of 15 former female employees interviewed by the Washington Post who agreed to be identified, but all reportedly described repeated incidents involving multiple employees. Applegate claims the former chief operating officer asked her to wear a tight dress so, quote, the men in the room have something to look at. Oh, uh, pause. Here's a question for you. Uh, if, mm-hmm. okay, Emily Abigate worked for the Redskins, let's just say she left and got a good job. Well, it don't have to be a good job. Let's just say she got her dream job somewhere else. Do you think that she would bring up in these reports that she was sexually harassed when she worked for the Redskins? If she got another, no, hold on. If she got sexually harassed and then she got another job. No, 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 no. She quit. Yeah, she got another job. She got her dream job at another place. So she quit the Redskins Mm -hmm. and and worked her dream job. Now, and let's just say she's still there now. Everything's going good. 
do you think she would bring up that she was sexually harassed when she worked for the Redskins? It's hard to say. Nine times, most of the time, I say no, but it's because, like, because this is funny. My wife's coworker is quitting her job because she was sexually harassed, mm -hmm. but she was sexually harassed years ago, and like she was too afraid to say anything. But I mean, I know how the culture is there. I don't know what what it's like here, so it's like I can't I can't call that too much. Like this is in Korea. No, this is in the U.S. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, because it's a Korean um, government job, but it just so happens to be in the U.S. Okay. So that's why I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's funny. All right, we'll get back to the uh, audio. I had a friend of mine that worked in a different department, but she was basically getting the same treatment from her direct boss, and we would legit in the bathroom. The women claim there was a toxic work culture. Men waiting at staircases to look up <laughs> and text messages like this from former assistant director Richard Mann allegedly telling one woman to expect an inappropriate hug and telling another employee there was a discussion about her breasts. Writing real or fake is the debate. In a statement, the team saying they've hired an attorney for an independent review of this entire matter and helped the team set new employee standards. And while the team's owner, Dan Snyder, was not accused of improper behavior, the women say he is to blame for the culture and for an understaffed human resources department. Now, Snyder says he is committed to setting a new standard and culture for the team. Tom? Rachel Scott for us tonight. Rachel, thank you. All right. Now, before you say anything, I'm going to read the uh, text messages that uh, Richard Mann, Richard Mann II, Richard Mann II is a, a young brother. I guess you would say he's probably around, he's probably maybe in his late 30s, early 40s. So I'm going to read you the text message he was sending. I don't know if this is one one lady or, or multiple, or, it's three different text messages. I don't know if it's three different women or, or, or what. It doesn't say. It just says it's from Richard Mann. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> he texts, nice shirt. She replies, LOL, thanks, question mark. He replies, LOL, sorry, inside joke. It's a compliment. She replies, what's the joke? He replies, nothing, it's stupid. You look great today, that's all. She replies, I want to be on on these jokes. He replies, lame boob joke. She replies, I figured that much. He replies, no offense, sorry. Real or fake is a debate. She replies, don't care. Just don't want to be in the dark, LOL. Then I feel dumb. He replies, I go number one. You don't have to answer. You say you wanted in on a joke, so don't get pissed at me. She replies, ha ha ha. It is a joke. Just on me or all the females in the, in the building. He replies, it's hard to explain. She replies, I'm not mad. It's kind of a compliment, I guess. Real. Duh. I can't afford a car payment or rent. You think I can afford a boob job? LOL. Pause. Uh, let's give a shout out to the third person of the Philip and Leroy Judgmental Podcast, the Mr. Soft, the ice cream truck. It comes Because <laughs> um, I hear it in my That headphones. was a really good way to address it. <laughs> yeah, I hear it in my headphones, so I know you hear it too. All right, it just left. Thank you, Mr. Soft. All right, uh, okay. 
she can't afford a, a, a boot. She can't afford a, a car payment or rent, so she can't get a boot job. He replies, "LOL, I offered to I offered to take a payoff bonus collection for you." She replies, "What is it? A bet or just a debate? Do explain." He replies, "No, no, no, bet, no bet. Don't be mad. You asked." She replies, not really mad, just curious how widespread this is and if it targets more than me. He replies, it's not real deep, just stupid, God talk. Are you going to ask about the sweet he's talking about? Uh, uh, he's talking about work stuff. Now, this is the second text message. I don't, Again, I don't know if this is the same person or not. Uh, <clears throat> he, rep- he, he texts. Well, last night I had other things on my small mind, LOL. So I didn't want to be around you with bad thoughts because I'm a swell pile. She replies, LOL. He replies, C. Now you understand. If you were hammered, it would have been bad. She replies, bring me food. I hurt. Ha ha ha. He replies, okay. Do you want Jimmy John's? She replies, OMG. I love the beach club. He replies, if I bring that, I want to squeeze your butt, deal? She replies, um, no, LOL. He replies, LOL, there's like 15 places within a mile from where you are. She replies, I don't want to get out of bed. He replies, oh, I see. Suppose I can deliver. It's kind of far as fuck, though. Do you want to tip the food delivery guy? You are very demanding. She replies, ha ha ha, I'm hungry. Was supposed to have family lunch with granddad. We was supposed to have family lunch, but granddad couldn't get out of his neighborhood. He replies, that sucks. I'm squeezing your ass. Sorry. LOL. She replies, nope. He replies, that's not even a big deal. It's like innocent. I'll text you when I get back over that ways. I'll pick you up something. She replies, I'm hungry. He replies, order a pizza or some or something that delivers. Now, the third text message. Uh, he, uh, she replies, I open up, uh, this, this lady, I, I'm assuming this is her last day, either her last day working for the Redskins mm-hmm. or, or getting a promotion or something of that matter. So she replies, I open on Tuesday too, so I can do it when I first come in. He replies, ha ha ha, you should pee on the floor. She replies, they're not worthy of my pee. I'm taking all my skills and DNA with me when I walk. He replies, ha ha ha, I'm going to miss you, but I'm so happy for you. Going to give you an inappropriate hug on your last day. She replies, go for it. I'll be down to the scouts before I leave for many inappropriate hugs, LOL. He replies, deal, don't worry about that. We'll be a stapler in my pocket, nothing else. She replies, LOL. He replies, LOL, see you Tuesday on my way to, and he starts on my other stuff. Now, I read these uh, text messages for a reason. For all the guys out there, you at work, leave these women to fuck alone, please. Because I don't, yeah. maybe something wrong with me. I don't see anything sexual harassed in, in these text messages. How is that a smoking gun? That man, that man, he's like, his father was like an NFL dude and got him the job. So he's like a lifer, NFL, like working for the NFL as a lifer. I, he probably don't know anything else other than like football and stuff because he started as a scout. Now, uh, he then lost his good ass job 
he could have he could have went to the nightclub or something and got some ass just from working just was telling them that that he worked for the Redskins. Why are you messing around with these women on the job? Leave these fucking women alone. Say how you doing. Have a good day. I don't see any any harassment in these uh in these text messages. And the one about the food hungry. Okay, so you told the guy that you laying in bed. So you lay in bed. You you either scant scantily dressed or don't have nothing on. He's telling you he's going going to come and bring you some food. What the hell you think he want to do? <laughs> oh, why are you laughing? What do you think he want to do? He he want to play house with you as the as an old line. He wants to play house with you. And and for the women that now that was for the men and for the women, if these guys say something you don't like. Don't be LOLing and ha 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 and shit. Did he say something about squeezing your ass? Tell tell him that uh, I'm not with that and don't text this fool ever again unless it's about work. Don't don't entertain that shit because I don't see anything that make, make him lose his job. What'd he do? He said that he was going to inappropriate hug you and she was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> she's talking about some. she's laying in bed bring her some food but what did that have to do with work <laughs> your thoughts yeah, you go, you're going off on this one <laughs> yeah, how's that sexual harassment what's going on how's that sexual harassment uh, yeah he's an idiot yep He's an idiot because if like if well, any woman you, ever like oh, before go ahead, you say nah, anything, go. before you say anything he's a uh, uh, okay he works for the Redskins but you know on these NFL um, uh, team uh, websites they show everyone that works their picture so all he have to do mm-hmm. is go to a club uh, go uh, pull up on some woman at a bar and tell them that I work for the Redskins here's the website with my face on it. That's all he got to do, and he can get some ass for just working for the Redskins. Why are you dealing with these women? Now, go ahead and finish. I, I guess it's a power thing. Yeah, you know, I think it's probably like a, a male than, ego, a male ego yeah, thing. It's, maybe it's more than it's more than sex. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. You got it right on the mark. It's a male ego thing. Um, mm. But he's an idiot though, because just like you said, you if any woman ever came off that way towards me, I think she'd she'd be trying to set me up. Right. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't even like begin I wouldn't even like, you know, induce that kind of behavior anyway at a job. Cause every job I look at, I'm like, yep, I don't I don't want to shit where I eat. This is where I make my money. That's it. Exactly. That's in this day and age, that's how you gotta work it. Now if you see some something you like and that person leaving or you leave, then you going to, then you could pursue it. But in terms of like working together, mm-hmm. no, no, because mm-hmm. you see how they kept all the recordings, all the text messages. That's what, yeah, that's that's what they do. That's what everybody does these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's I'm like idiot. reading this. I'm like, a man in that situation. He's stupid. Exactly. Oh, by the way, he's married with children too. By the way. <laughs> Of course. Well, I, I, that's what I expected. I mean, yeah, this, this sloppy. Exactly. Uh, all you had to do is all these bars is DC. 
all these bars and, and clubs you can go to, all you have to do is say you work for the Redskins. That's all. It's the power thing. And she, and she knew he was married. I mean, she knew all this stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Both she of knew. them are stupid. Right. She both knew. Both of them are stupid. Mm-hmm. But I say he was, he was dumber because he had more to lose. Yep. Now, he lost his job. I guess maybe you can get a, a college job or a high school or something. I don't know. Mm. Well, he can't work with high school kids. Well, college kids, maybe. High school, no, because they're underage and you are like sexually harassing women. Like, what's going to happen if you're around young girls? Mm-hmm. Uh, college, yeah. okay. Some, most of the people at college is over 18. So, I, I don't know what to say what to do, but you you're an idiot he'll he'll be all right though he got he's black he's black he's not white if that's what you was thinking oh damn (laughs) see (laughs) oh damn i I said it young brother (laughs) i don't know how i missed that one damn (laughs) no he damn he lost even more points Mm mm-hmm lost even more points on this oh well uh we gonna end it off with a a, a feel good story today i didn't <laughs> i didn't send i didn't <laughs> i didn't send you this one i didn't send you this one this young man uh victor i, I forget his name mm-hmm. but here's i'll tell you his name well they'll say it in the art in the uh audio to listen to him it is apparent he often relies on his faith but recently he's had to rely on the generosity of strangers. And wouldn't he say that's one and the same? Community journalist Ashley Johnson reports. Thank you, God bless, I appreciate it, have a nice day. 16 year old Isaiah Cruz is a beacon of light at the intersection of Bear Boulevard and Marlton Pike in Camden. I tell them God bless all the time. Every single time I sell a water, thank you, God bless. Even if they don't even buy it, I'll just still say God bless. I appreciate everything. Isaiah's out seven days a week, up to 12 hours each day selling cold bottles of water to help his grandma make ends meet after losing his grandfather. I just try my best. I got two brothers and two sisters. You feel me? I just make sure they good and give them money here and there. But just a couple weeks ago, after pulling a long shift, Isaiah was robbed. The thieves made out with more than $1,000 in his iPhone. I had a gun to my head. I thought I was going to die. Usually, people out here that take people money or anything, they make sure they die. The Camden community rallied together after hearing what happened to Isaiah over social media. Since then, one person slipped him a $100 bill, and many have donated via Cash App. Now he's able to reinvest those funds back into his business uh, and be able to make it continue to grow. Uh, It's been a blessing in disguise, and I told Isaiah, stay encouraged uh, because you got Camden got your back. Isaiah is counting every blessing while continuing to always say God bless to his Camden community. Here you go. You can keep this a couple extra dollars. Sure. Yes, sir. You keep going strong, man. God bless. I appreciate it. Have a nice day. I'm going to still keep working hard. As long as I get up to see another day, that's all that matters to me. In Camden, Ashley Johnson, Channel 6 Action News. See, what was like he I doing said. in Camden with $1,000? He was he was selling uh, uh, water water and juices. Uh, at but a, I mean, uh, like, why would you keep $1,000 on you like that? I, maybe he couldn't go home. I wonder where he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that's weird to have a thousand. Like that's just that's just common sense to not have a, that much money on you. 
Like, even mm-hmm. if you are selling stuff like that, why would you have $1,000 out there selling water? Even you can find negativity in a good uh, piece like that. <laughs> <laughs> even you can find negativity in a good piece like that. I told you, here at the Phil Gleaver Judgmental Podcast, we we support the young black entrepreneurs. Shout out to Isaiah Cruz, 16-year-old Mr. Isaiah Cruz. And and Mr. Isaiah Cruz said, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna I'm going to keep working hard as long as I get to see another day. That's all that matters to me. And that's a good way to live. Mm-hmm. Anything else negative? Yeah. Well, what other negative you gotta say? Just don't be out on the street with a thousand dollars on you like <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Cousin Jay, for uh, putting negativity. I wanted to end it off on a good piece, but you want to <laughs> you want to make it so negative. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yo, but like, no, nah, you can't. How old is he, 16? Yes. They said he was 16, right? Camden, yes. New Jersey? Uh-huh. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering where he where he's, like, what part, because I'm in New Jersey, too. I was just wondering where he was. Camden, yeah. Uh, Bird Boulevard and Malton Pike. Yeah, just keep doing what you do, but like, don't don't walk around with a thousand on you, man. Damn, like, you should put that money up somewhere you, else. You, you no, no, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> two two young black entrepreneurs today. You shitting on both of them. <laughs> now, what did I do to the first one? Oh no, maybe, maybe he is a Trump supporter. He could be. <laughs> no, he not. <laughs> he could be a Trump supporter. <laughs> I mean, sure. Hey, when I was when I was in DC, when I was in DC, there was I met people who were selling Obama paraphernalia, and I'm pretty sure they voted for Obama. So it could be the same thing with this dude. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Now you shitting on but, the man, uh, young Isaiah Cruz. No. For him. Nah, I, uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that this is weird. Like, yeah, just what I said earlier. Keep doing what you do, but just don't carry around that much money on you because it's not safe. I mean, because he said he was like, you know, if people take money from you, they take your life too. Right. So That's what I he said. So it's like. Yeah, he should have. I mean, I'm glad he's alive and he's doing what he does. But learn from that mistake, please. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny neither, man. Like, that's that's real. Like, learn from that mistake, man. Don't go out there with that much money because that could be it the next time you do that. Okay. Well, well, I got to give it to you. You did leave off in a positive note. You did leave off in a positive note. Now, of course, at the end of the show, I always had to ask you, what's your social media? Uh, I got one, but I don't really want to spread it out like that. Okay. It's not well, <laughs> every week we're going to have to do that. <laughs> so you can visit the judgmentals on Instagram at the T-H-E two underscores judgmentals, J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-S. Or you can reach me on Twitter, Grand Luchador, Grand G-R-A-N underscore Luchador, L-U-C-H-A-D-O-R. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. This was a good one.
and stop being negative and, and try to be more positive. Coming from you, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll consider that. I'll put that into consideration. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks. All right.